This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. My next guest is Fiona Cambridge. Uh, Fiona's with Problem Gambling Foundation and we thought we'd take an opportunity at this time of year to talk a little bit about uh, the Foundation's services and how you might access them for yourself or indeed for a family of whanau. Uh, Fiona, Morena, good to have you with us. Thanks for coming in. Morena, Jeff. Great to be here. Um, perhaps we should talk a, a little initially, Fiona, a, a, about uh, gambling and what constitutes gambling. You know, there's probably wouldn't be too many New Zealanders who don't, uh, well, let's say, have a flutter on the GGs once in a while or perhaps in the great hope of changing their lives forever, get a lotto ticket and so forth. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about the foundation's work, what are we identifying as gambling or more particularly problem gambling? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yes, in New Zealand, it's quite a normal thing. You know, we've got lotto, we've got horse racing that's been with us for a long time. So I think every New Zealander would stand on a continuum of, of gambling at some point. Some who never touch it, not interested in it at all. Some who's just a social occasion once in a while. Right up to people who do it a bit more regularly. And I guess there's a point on that line where it starts to move from being just social and fun to actually causing a bit of harm. So PGF Services is very much about minimising harm from gambling for, for anybody who might be affected buy it. So that would be the gambler themselves, uh, families of, even employers. Um, we support anyone who's just wanting to support others with, you know, if they are experiencing some gambling harm. So when we talk about harm, again, I guess most of us would assume that that, that could be predominantly financial harm, but um, that's not all there is to it, is there? No, no, and I guess this time of year it's very much on everyone's mind, financials, um, and a, a lot of people are struggling. I guess it's, you know, this time of the year is not uncommon. Um, but it's it does impact on families in every way, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. There's a lot of disconnection. Um, a lot of the things kind of amp up a little bit, which is not unusual for this time of year anyway. Domestic violence is on the increase, poverty. Um, a lot of those things are. For gamblers who it's sort of on the down low, it's quite secretive because of the shame and guilt of it when it's in the more extreme realms of it. Yeah. Um, it does tend to go underground until there's sort of it's found out, and um, then that just causes those other problems in there. Mm, a lot of interconnectedness between some of those things that you've talked to about as well, I imagine, Fiona. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so the foundation is there to provide support for gamblers themselves, but also those who are affected yes. uh, and those who might want. Perhaps, perhaps they've recognised that there might be an issue within their own family and whanau that they would like to address. You're yep. there in a position to help out with that. Yes, absolutely. We're a free and confidential service um, with some really good professional counsellors in there to listen, to kind of talk through, answer questions, that sort of thing. And it's a funny thing, gambling. You know, it's, it's drinking or maybe drugs might be a bit more obvious to people to kind of go, oh, there's something... I can see it or I can smell it or, you know, gambling is a wee bit more tricky at times and it isn't usually coming out until things have gotten a wee bit bad. Yeah. Um, so it's looking out for the signs, you know, maybe bills aren't coming to the mailbox like they always used to or um, money just seems to disappear or, yeah, it's a tricky one. And I imagine someone who's sort of caught in all the vortex of that imagines that just the next 
decision they make around gambling is going to be the thing that sorts all those problems out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, those are the hooks, you know. We're really aware that if someone hasn't, you know, tries gambling and they have a big win right at the beginning, that's kind of a hook because suddenly the brain goes, well, there's evidence because I've done it before, so therefore I should be able to do it again. So struggling financially, it seems like, well, maybe that would work and that would solve all of my problems. Unfortunately, that's not always the case. And for those who have a responsibility for caring for others, the guilt that they must feel quite early on once they think uh, they've got themselves into a situation that they can't get out of must be quite extreme and have effects on their mental health as well. Mm, most definitely. You know, it's sort of hiding the truth by lies or whatever does get harder and harder to hold. So people might be sort of uncertain. A lot of partners of gamblers are often left with I don't know what it is. I can't quite put my finger on it, but I know that something's not right. Um, and so they get a wee bit suspicious or things like that. And, um, yeah, it's just tricky for the person who's holding those secrets who's desperately trying to get out of a mess that they might have created. It is really hard. Any indication, do you think, over the last couple of years, it's very unusual two or three years that we've had, that um, the circumstances around the pandemic, some of the financial strains that have come on around that have, have impacted on New Zealanders' habits around gambling? I think it would be fair to say that online gambling has definitely... On the rise, um, especially during lockdowns when, you know, venues were shut. So for a lot of gamblers with venues shut, it was good. It, they were really relieved. Oh, cool, I can't go. And then some picked up the phones and started going online, uh, making it very accessible and really easy because we've mostly all got a cell phone, can access online gambling, and it just has its own hooks as well. The way you talk about it, it sounds very much like an addiction. Is that what, how would you describe it? Most definitely. It's called a process addiction. It works on the part of the brain that um, is pumping out dopamine, the feel good. It feels like a warm, fluffy blanket when you're in that zone of that. Other problems disappear. So when, you know, the line I described earlier, kind of once you're moving past risky into the more severe end of gambling, um, that's kind of where you're wanting to be because everything else disappears until you come through the other side of it and you've used all your money and mm. maybe someone else's as well. Yeah. yeah. Traditionally, I imagine this time of year is one where we start to see some of those behaviours uh, amp up. There's um, no doubt the... Uh, the desire to cover all the bases in terms of the financial strains around Christmas and giving and travel and hosting family and all of those things is is, is now a, a time of particular vulnerability for people. Yeah, most definitely. And recognising that, you know, it's all very well to say, well, you know, Christmas comes around every year, you can be better prepared, but it's not that easy when you've been dealing with ongoing stresses and um, just in general, never mind suddenly having extra pressures to, you know, appear to be the good loving parent providing for their children with lovely gifts and stuff you know it's men and women it's pretty indiscriminatory when it gets into the more addictive sides of things you know mm. it doesn't really care where you're from um, or what you do for a job or anything like that it's um, yeah it's a sneaky one 
When we talk about most addictions, we talk about that you know, recognizing and acknowledging your own um, problem uh, is the is the starting point. Is that the same for gambling? Most definitely. You know, it it does need to start with the person. We do have a lot of people who have very big concerns for their loved ones, and we support them as best we can. Um, they want to make appointments for the for the gambler in their life. But quite often, of course, we have to deal with them when they're ready. Um, and so a lot of people are quite pre-contemplative. They don't think there's a problem. Other people start telling them there's a problem and they might slowly start to listen. And then they go, oh, maybe. Maybe I'll do a bit of research. Maybe I will talk to someone. You know, people who come in because they've been told, right, well, you get some help or this relationship is over, etc., cetera, um, might come in a bit reluctantly and then learn a little bit about what's been going on and make some different plans around it. So very much like addiction treatment in general, you know, there has to be some recognition that there's actually a problem. And this will be a, a very long conversation, but in a nutshell, um, what are some of the early strategies that, that, um, that you can recommend and, and that the foundation encourages to put in place to start someone in their recovery? Mm. Starting a conversation is really good. Honesty, open-mindedness and willingness with your own self to begin with and then those closest to you. Keeping money safe, whether that's giving FPOS cards to your partner or something to look after, um, only having so much spending money available, everything else, finances and bills and bits and pieces taken care of by someone else for a wee while. Um, to the extreme of excluding from venues or the casino or online. It depends on what the person's actually needing, but mostly it's education around, okay, how are you doing with this actually in putting those supports in place, you know, whether it's counselling once a week or whatever it might be. Mm. Yeah, so you have ongoing relationships with, with gamblers over... Uh, Varying lengths of times, I mm -hmm. suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're really lucky with PGF services. We're not mandated to say, okay, you've got six sessions. It can be as long or as short as somebody needs. Whether they engage once just to get a multi-venue exclusion and then they don't want further support right through to a year, two years on and off, um, maybe even longer sometimes, depending on what their needs are. So we're really lucky we don't have a cut-off in our contract. Um and so that's really helpful that people, and because of the nature of the addiction, of course, it's not you come in once and it's fixed. Mm. You know, they might go away and make some changes and then slip back and then come back again. Um, yeah, it's not predictable. Fiona, at the heart of, of perhaps what drives some people initially might be the financial situation. They just find themselves in generally. They want to find an easy solution to a long-term problem for their family, being able to make ends meet. So putting people in touch with uh, you know budget advisory services and things like that, is that all part of it too? Most definitely. You know, We're really lucky here, of course. We've got the Dunedin Budget Advisory Service and um, we get a few referrals that way and vice versa because sometimes we just lose track about budgeting um, or thinking about, okay, well, how do I manage manage all of this and that, especially if there's debts as well. So yeah, it works really well hand in hand. So if I'm in a situation now, perhaps where I um, am a bit trepidatious about the um, the coming uh, season of, of giving and goodwill, mm -hmm. uh, and I, I think that there might be an issue for someone, uh, either myself or for someone that I'm close to, what's the best first step to take? 
I think the best first step is getting information and having a conversation. I mean, our website, which is www.pgf.nz, has some great resources on there. There's a chat option. Um, You can email. You can self-test. Or there's another section there for, are you worried about someone else and you think they might be gambling? So, you know, going online and having a look and having a read, um, giving us a call. We've got an 0800 number, um, but Monday to Friday, 8.30 till 5, and there's always a duty counsellor on board. For example, I'll be on, on the phones this morning until lunchtime. So, you know, just ringing up and saying, oh, I'm not too sure about this. I think I need some help. Um, or I'm worried about someone else. Starting a conversation is a really is the best place to start, because of course when we rattle around with it in our own head, um, and we can often feel like oh I must be imagining it or I'm not sure. Yeah, talking to someone, and a lot of people don't have anyone to talk to about it. Mm. So, and we should I guess acknowledge that it's not only those who are um, you know in financial strife to begin with that no. uh, that go down this path. It's anyone from all walks of life, right? Absolutely, and it becomes people get very good at masking it as well. So you can be very affluent and very you know high esteem in the community and nobody would necessarily know as well so it isn't discriminatory across our socioeconomic unfortunately well it's great to know that pgf services are there to help you out uh, if it's an issue for you um you might want to hop online pgf.nz just to have a poke around see uh, if you can answer some of the questions for yourself there and as fiona said there is a chat line available and there's people available locally to help you out as well. Fiona, thanks so much for taking some time to join us here on ORFM. Appreciate all the great work you're doing. Thank you. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.